Welcome to another amazing episode of The Value Script, bringing value every episode for the everyday person. Today, we're going to go into physical touch. We're talking about getting physical, baby. One of my favorite topics, by the way. This is his favorite chapter. <laughs> this, this actually wasn't one of my favorite chapters. I didn't highlight one thing in this whole chapter. It's the funny thing about Which it. Which is so ironic to me, but okay. Oh, maybe I just figured, maybe I just figured, I got this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Maybe, one maybe thing. This is your love language. I don't, you know, Chapman points out in the book that most guys think their love language is physical touch. And most of the time, they're wrong. Yeah. Right. Do you want to talk about why? Well, no, you talk about why. So, so, so. So you talk about why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So really, I mean, most guys, we're horny, right? So we, we want to have sex all the time. And there's a physiologic component to that and a mental component to that. But one of the reasons is that's how we're built, right? And um, when men, um, you know, back to the birds and bees a little bit here. So if you got sensitive ears, we're going to get a little technical. Your mouse. Earmuffs, maybe, but but maybe not. Maybe you need to teach your kids the birds and bees. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you gave them plenty of warning. Yeah, here we go. There we go. But, you know, men, men uh, believe it or not, make semen. And when you get to a certain level of, of semen production, your body says, hey, this needs to go. So when mm -hmm. your seminal vesicles are full, your body sends signals to your brain of, this needs to be empty. And there's yep. only a couple ways to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, yep. that. so, so, you know, whether that's <laughs> sometimes that's daily for one person, sometimes it's every other day. Sometimes it's, you know, it just depends on how, how productive your factory is. Now, the, factory. the factory. So every guy is different. <laughs> every guy's a little different, but we're generally the same. Like we have more generally more of a physical sex drive than, than women do have mm -hmm. compared on a physical basis. Emotionally, it's different. Women much very generalized statement, very generalized statement. For the most part, females, those with only an XX chromosome profile. I don't know how you guys want to take that, but um, <laughs> I think these days we have to be very specific about Air what mouse. we're talking about here. Air mouse. <laughs> if you don't, if you're not XY chromosome profile, your XX chromosome profile, you're probably more of an emotionally um, turned on person. Well, that, that's what drives it. Person. Like the emotion drives a lot of your sex drive. For a woman. For, for a woman. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And it does, I think, for men too, but, but not, it's all, different. The time. Well, not it's all the different time. Because that drive can come without the emotional connection. I mean, it's just there because it's biology. That's how your body works. Right. But but this chapter really was one of my favorite ones because I feel like even if this is not your primary love language, physical touch is a human need. If you think about babies when they're first born, so many times you have skin to skin contact. They'll, have, they'll place the naked baby on your chest so that you have skin-to-skin -skin contact because it's healing. And children for, need... Not just for the wife, not just for the mother, though. It's also healing for the child. For sure. They just Absolutely. went through the most traumatic... One of, one of the most traumatic experiences they're ever going to go through in their life is being born. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. But yeah, those, those... Even children, children that grow up without physical contact where their parents are hugging them or kissing them or, you know, showing affection that way, they have problems so i feel like this one is a human need that that everyone has to have so um i don't know that's really what what stood out to me and to me also i feel like this is one of the most simple things that you can do to show yourself that you love them like like simple as in like when you're sitting on the couch and i walk by and i kiss the top of your head like you know what i mean like it's nothing that you really have to 
oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? I, don't, I guess maybe it's harder for some people than others. So maybe physical yeah. touch can be hard for some people to, I'm sure, especially if you didn't have that as a kid, that would be difficult to even know how to show that, I guess. That's something that we don't necessarily know because um, we're both very affectionate. Mm-hmm. And it's expressed that way, verbally and physically, naturally. Right. Well, at least physically, naturally. No, it is. You're, like, you're... when we sleep, we, we hold each other. That's how we go to sleep. We, we often <laughs> laugh that um, we have this beautiful California-sized king bed, and we really only need, like, a, a twin <laughs> or a double. Because she, she sleeps on my side of the bed yeah. every night. I do. We always laugh because literally, like, I, I don't sleep on my side of the bed. You're so welcome. you only have a small area. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, can you move? Do you need me to, to Sometimes I actually have to bit. push her over so that I'm about to fall off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It's true. But we both love it. We, yeah. we both, it's, it's a good thing for both of us. There, there are friends of ours that we've talked to and even relatives of ours that we've talked to and they're like, don't touch me while I'm sleeping. Right. And thankfully, they're both yeah. on the same page with that. Well, not always. Well, that's true. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> now always. That I, now that I say that, yeah. I think he would like to be a little more cuddly. And, and But she's like, I cannot sleep if we're touching. Like, she can't. She can't sleep if they're touching. In that situation, yes, I know who you're talking about. But right. in other situations, they're, you know, it just depends, right? But that might be something you need to look into right. if your partner, if their primary love language is physical touch and you're not wanting to do it, again, you can do everything else right, but they're not going to feel like you love them. Right, right. And it's so important to understand that in in all of these love languages, like you might be doing everything else, but if that one thing is what they need, And again, we're not, not talking about love. having sex here. We're not talking right. about just having, I mean, that mm-hmm. is right. a need too, right? Yeah, for sure. But physical touch doesn't just encompass having sex. Like sex, the act of sex could be an act of service, like depending on how you're, how you're wired and how your, your, your partner's wired and, and, or, you know, it, there could be, you know, affirming words. And I mean, it can encompass a lot of things. Obviously physical touch is part of it. Right. But it's more of a mental thing to be fulfilling mm-hmm. than, than just solely physical. Yeah. But like if something that was a problem for us was I wanted to have my back rubbed and doesn't happen necessarily. As and often as you as you would like, for sure, and and certainly well, for so, there were, hey, for so there long it a, didn't happen at all. There, yeah, there was a long period of time where it it didn't. And happen so at all. Chapman points this out in the in later chapter. Again, we'll cover that in a future episode. Don't forget to tune in; it's going to be good. But if you know your partner's love language and you don't fulfill it, that can actually be just as damaging in the opposite direction as if you know their love language and you do fulfill it. It can be just as damaging as when you do fulfill their love language. It's that endearing, loving connection. You can cause equal amounts of damage or maybe even more by ignoring their love language. And over time, I just got the message of she doesn't love me enough to do it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how bad I want it. Mm-hmm. She ain't going to rub my back. No matter how much I want it, she ain't going to do it. And over time, that really started to bother me. Yeah. I just wasn't good enough for her. That was the message I got. Just If she loved me enough, she'd do it. She doesn't. So then other tapes started spinning. Other dominoes started getting knocked down behind that. Well, you got this smirk. What's up? I'm not smirking. I'm not smirking. <laughs> what happened, dude? I, I know it did. I, I know it did. I know. 
Did you feel like I outed you there a little bit? Sorry. Was oh, for bad? sure. But it's fine. It's real. <laughs> you, want, you, want, hey, you want to come back at me somehow? No. <laughs> no. I, was, no. I wasn't trying to point you out. It was just something simple as rubbing backs, man. Like, right. cause a big problem. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, and just like you said, like, it, it becomes, it becomes internalizing where you internalize and, and you take a message that is, that is not intended to be given. Cause I certainly, I certainly wouldn't openly like, not openly consciously want you to feel that way. But yet I totally sent that message by not, by not doing it. You know, and we even, we even talked about it, right? It was just, we didn't realize the importance of listening to your, your spouse or your partner's love language is like, you know, and, and what that really meant because we would hold hands. We, we would, you know, you would sit by me in the car if there was an opportunity, like if there wasn't a console in the way, if there was a seat next to me, you would sit by me and you put, we'd, I'd put my arm around you and we would, we, we would kiss often and we were affectionate, mm-hmm. but we just weren't hitting. That was, that yeah. was easy. That was easy for us. Mm-hmm. Right. But there were some things that weren't so easy and we weren't connecting mm-hmm. on that level. For sure. Yeah. And then too, like I said, like there were times when, um, after we've been married for a few years that we weren't um, intimate as often as I wanted to be. And, and that started to send messages that you didn't intend to send. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that you were sending me messages that I felt like I was receiving by, for sure. by not. And that's such a complicated thing because man, like I truly had no sex drive. Like my hormones were so out of whack, like for years, I know for years and, but I didn't know. I had no idea. And then I'm taking so, it and I'm not understanding that. And I'm not understanding or even have the knowledge to be able to be empathetic to that. So I'm just saying it as, well, I guess I'm just not handsome enough. Or we actually dive a, uh, quite a bit into that on our previous episode mm-hmm. with uh, sure. Celeste. Yeah. With your yeah. hormones and how things were. Right. right. But that plays a huge it makes, role. It makes a big difference. It plays a huge role. Sure. So like if you guys are really sexually off base and it's not that you don't love each other. Maybe you need to look at look a little deeper into your bodies. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe your bodies need to be healthier. Maybe the you know it's exercise, food, sun, water, and hormones, yep. and you get that dialed in. And maybe it changes your life. Go back and check out that episode. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. See yeah, if it's something that one. resonates with you. For sure, the, so the episodes with, with the McCarthys were were just solid gold. Uh, and if you can them. find providers like that for your life, it does make a big life change. It's hard to even pay for information like that. Like just, and I mean, I'm not trying to gloat our, this podcast, but I'm just saying like putting no, it's that, pretty freaking good. Yeah. Putting that information <laughs> yeah. out for free is well, just, it's, it's insane. It's because it's Take something that's so overlooked. Like people don't even realize like, like feeling tired. Like I cannot, like nearly every single one of my mom friends, they're exhausted. They're exhausted. And I know I would put money down it's because their hormones are all out of whack Mm -hmm. you know it just happens and for men too like when you like when we talk about the whole midlife crisis things like so often like their hormones are all over the place and they don't feel like a man anymore and so for their brain it's like what's happening there's this conflict and it doesn't make sense and it doesn't feel right and so i'm over i'm over here at night i'm over here at night looking up like buying a motorcycle and then I'm like, I don't need a damn motorcycle. Like, what do I need it for? But in the back of my head, I'm like, be pretty manly to have a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need it. <laughs> wow. 
I, I was reading. How did we get on this tangent? <laughs> hormones. Hormones. How do hormones factor into you buying a bike, bro? And then I heard mid, midlife, mid, crisis. midlife crisis. Oh, midlife crisis. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on page 111, one thing I thought is important to talk about is um, bodies are meant to be touched, but they're not meant to be abused, right? And so the, the physical boundaries of what to express and what not to express needs to be worked out between you and, and, and the person that you love. And it needs to be something that adds to them and adds to your relationship, not something that takes away and is debasing or abusive to mm-hmm. them. And that needs to be discussed. Like, because what you think might be hot or great, they may think is not. And you need to be on the same page as to um, how, how you touch and, and, and what you need to do. And it says if your spouse's primary love language is physical touch, and again, you know, just as an example of what how you can do this is nothing is going to be more important to them as holding them while they cry. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that that you if if this is an important thing to you, it's important that we talk about you talk about it and you discuss how and what, because it could be, you know, again, we were holding hands. We were always touchy. But again, that back rub was like. The back rub was the kicker. It was a kicker. And just, you know, like I I wanted that. I just felt like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe I just, I focused too much on that. I focused too much on the negative of that and not enough on the positives of all the other things we had. That was another thing where I went wrong on that. Well, and I, and I didn't recognize either. I mean, of course we talked about it, but I didn't recognize the emotional toll that that was taking on, that, that you were taking on because of that. I I allowed myself to have the excuses. It's the end of the day. I'm exhausted. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. All the reasons, you know? And, but yet it was just, I mean, it was selfish. Really, that's all it was. Because when your spouse needs something, if you really think about it, that's more important than whatever reason you're putting it off. It's like Truly, me. if you're wanting to connect and have a strong marriage and a strong foundation like sometimes you just gotta put aside your own desires to to help your spouse feel loved it's like me needing to do the dishes right i need to help with the dishes tonight that's that's like my back rub right right (laughs) when i don't it's not really was no crime committed but there also was no bonding or closeness gained Mm -hmm. and, and no love was communicated yeah by not doing that for sure um i like if this is not your, if physical touch is not your thing, like the suggestions on page 117 are so good. Like all of them are so good. I love to see couples in church that have their arm around each other or like have their hand on their spouse's leg or, or they hold hands when they're walking to and from the parking lot. Like those simple things help to connect you. And, and some couples just do that naturally. But if you don't, I feel like that's such a simple way to start that connection and to help you just feel closer to each other. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything on that? There's the little story here. I kind of want to work through. I don't necessarily. I need to kind of read it. Is the problem? But um, <clears throat> did you not read the book? I, I did. But <laughs> it's it was, been a minute. I'm just been kidding. A minute, bro. Yeah, right. it's been a, it's been a while. So there was this there was this couple that was in counseling, and they were not seeing um, Doctor Chapman. They were seeing another counselor, and so they didn't use the same verbiage. But they were talking about love languages, and um, it came out there was physical touch. And the counselor's like, well, how did you learn the physical touch? 
was, you know, your, your love language. And, and they said, well, it took a while. And the husband says, you know, I, I never told her how, how much I wanted her to, to touch me, although he was crying inside for her to reach out to him. And, you know, at first when they, you know, when they were in the, in love, the, the passionate couple first couple years of marriage, like it was easy, but then as life came and work came and stress came, the, the wife stopped doing that. And the husband said he waited six months before he said anything. And she wasn't passionate. She was not, you know, using physical touch uh, to help meet his love language need. And she didn't know that she wasn't meeting that need, but he was dying inside. He just felt like his wife didn't love him anymore. And he, and he could, and he kind of would justify it with like, well, she's got a new job, some new responsibilities. Maybe she's stressed and overwhelmed, but over time he just couldn't take it anymore. And then, and the wife says, I had no idea what he was feeling. I knew that he was not reaching out to me. We weren't touching all the time like we did when we were dating, but I just assumed that since we were married, that it wasn't as important to him now. I did go weeks without touching him. It didn't cross my mind. I was working, taking care of things at home and trying to stay out of his way. I honestly didn't know what else I could be doing. I didn't understand why he wasn't paying attention to me. The thing is, spending time with me is what made me feel loved and appreciated. It really didn't matter whether we hugged or kissed. As long as he gave me attention, I felt loved. But once Joe and Maria discovered they were not meeting each other's need for love, they began to turn things around. It was like I had a new husband, she said. What amazed me at the seminar was the way your lecture on love languages carried me back all those years of that experience. You said in 20 minutes what it took us six months to learn. So it matters. It's important to learn your spouse's love languages and make sure that you express them to them. Yeah. And if you don't, it doesn't like... I feel it, like that's a bomb waiting to go off. It is, but it's, it's one of those things like it's unintended consequences, I feel like, a lot of the time. And then, because you don't necessarily think about it. You just think, well, this is what love means to me, so it mm-hmm. must mean this, you know, like that. You know, I, for me, it was like, well, I buy roses. I take her on a date once a week. I leave notes, you know, but I wasn't helping with the dishes and I wasn't helping with the trash and I wasn't doing the acts of service. And that was what her love language was. But what I was doing was stuff that resonated with me. And that's how you can figure out your love language. Right. But um, I needed to be doing what resonated with her. It just shows how complex this like marriage gets. In a sense, if you want to, like, continue working at it. Yeah, well, you really have to be intentional. Yeah. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't just, I think for most people, it doesn't just happen. Like, there, there reaches a point where you really have to put some work in and choose, choose to be intentional with the things that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Because well, I keep thinking about, like, the people, I don't know, whoever you were talking about, about, she can't sleep if she's being touched. Mm-hmm. Just some like just that little detail just keeps resonating with me to think about like how many other couples haven't talked about something like this, right? Or like right. just something as simple as that. But, or even it's resentful. It's like sometimes yeah. you bring it up because you're trying to. Sometimes it's intimidating to talk about. It is, and for so sure. it's way easier to say, "Hey, thanks for the back rub last night," and be a smartass about it. And yeah, you know, and because you're you're hurting, you want it, and it hurts, but you don't want to. You're intimidated to bring it up, really, for fear of further rejection. I think a lot of the time. Yeah, and so it's easier to be sarcastic about it, but then it makes her feel worse about it. Yeah, it makes you her know, less likely to want to do it. You exactly. know, what I mean? like you know, be like her, like, "Hey, thanks for helping with the dishes, jerk." 
Yeah. You know, forget it. I'm not going to help you now either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But too, also talking about it, like even if you are that couple that one wants to be super snuggly and the other one doesn't want to be touched, sometimes if you just have the conversation and your spouse knows like, hey, like it's really hard for me to sleep. I don't know why, but I can't sleep if if somebody's touching me. Like that would help them recognize like, okay, I'm not just being pushed away and it's, you know what I mean? Like maybe it would help you not take it personal if you just have the conversation mm-hmm. and maybe help you to like, if you realize, oh, my spouse needs, needs some physical touch before we go to sleep. Maybe we snuggle for a little while and then we, you know, have some time apart. So, so this may be a little too personal. If it does, we'll cut it. But I want to ask, like there was a time when, again, I wanted to be, more physically involved in our relationship than we were. And I was very clear about that. I would write notes to you. I would, we had conversations. I'd lay out lingerie. It didn't matter. So we had those conversations, right? But it was almost like you were refractory to it a certain way. Like, do you want to speak to that at all? Like how it could have gotten through in that time? Like, to be honest, I don't know because I don't remember that. I do not remember you leaving lingerie out and I wouldn't wear it. I truly don't. So I, I don't know what would have made that better. In my mind, um, thinking back to those times, like I recognized that we had different sex drive, but at the same time, I was like, we have sex a lot. We have, we did. Like, I'm, we, I'm we telling did. you. We did, but I guess that where I, what I wanted it to be was more of like, I wanted it to come from you more than me. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I wanted you to initiate. I wanted you to know that I was romantically attracted to you and that I loved you. And I, but I wanted that reciprocated back. Right. And so I was trying to help you have ways to do that. And by what doing I, those things. and that's been the hard, that's the hard part a lot of times from a guy's perspective, because just coming from another guy over here is that, I've been in those relationships where it's like, I want, I don't want to be the one initiating it every time. Right. I want to feel like you want me to. Right. Mm -hmm. And Uh, that certainly was something that I didn't, I really was kind of clueless about that. That probably sounds really stupid. No, but that's exactly what I was asking about. But I I really didn't recognize because I thought I'm a good, I'm a good wife. Like I literally have never told you no. Never. Doesn't matter how tired I am. Doesn't matter if it's the middle of the night. Doesn't doesn't matter. I don't tell you no because... And I was trying to be respectful the time she needed to sleep. And, you know, I was like, just a monster here, guys. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you weren't at all. You're I feel not. a little guilty over here. You're not. No, my, you my don't. My shame complex is activating. <laughs> no, it shouldn't because you're not, you're not a jerk about it. You're not, you're not ridiculous. But in my mind, I was like, it's not like I tell you no. I know my friends tell their husbands no. Like... We, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That's not a thing for us. So in my mind, I was like, why, why, are, you, why are you complaining? <laughs> like, but it was a lot of times. But, but, but that was but that now I recognize thing. For sure. Seriously. And now I totally can see, like, of course you would feel that way. Of course you need me to initiate. I, I get yeah. it. Now, it was just something that I truly was not aware of. Well, now that your sex drive is back. Or right. actually better than it ever was. Right. I mean, it wasn't really ever there. No, it wasn't. I mean, not, not, no. I don't mean that in a demeaning way. It just, it's not. Just it's factually, just real. Just factually. It's just it real. That's... It wasn't there. And, and, and it did create issues. So the reason we're bringing that up is you may be experiencing similar feelings. You may be experiencing similar things. That's okay. There's ways to fix it. And you can fix it. Oh, there's ways to fix it. it. There's physical ways to fix it. There's mental ways to fix it. And there's medical ways to intervene if needed you know and honestly for people that feel like they can't afford it 
Yeah, stop you, going to dinner and start like, having more like sex. I'm telling you, you make whatever <laughs> sacrifices you need yeah. to to make that a priority because it changes your life. Yep. It truly does. Like it is, it's worth it. I, again, we appreciate you listening. We really appreciate it when you share with your friends, and we even probably appreciate it just as much when you comment and let us know your feedback. So please don't forget to leave comments. Let us know how we're doing um, down below in the comments sections, wherever you follow us, wherever you listen to us, and. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate your engagement. Don't forget to clickety-click. And we'll see you next time on The Value Script. Bye.